This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, well, yesterday the topics were quite odd. Who knows what today will bring? It's another podcast with me and Al. Al, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Well, the first topic that it'll bring is that... um. A number of years ago, the radio station got new chairs for the studios, you know, for where the producers sit and where the hosts sit. Uh, At the time, we got a a good amount of chairs, so I took one as my own personal chair. And you save it in the office when you leave. I wheel it into the office every day. Right. And I wheel it in in the morning, uh, so it's my own personal chair. Was that right to do? Who knows? Probably not. I think it's fair as long as you're replacing it with another chair. Right. Because here's the thing. The people around here that work in the producer studio, you know, part-timers on the weekend, evenings, afternoon, all of their shifts but me, they eat disgusting food. They fart into the chairs. The chairs had an odor from collecting farts. Uh, they're all stained. If I were to photograph these chairs and tweet them out, people would be disgusted. Yeah. So that's what I do. Yesterday, I don't know who, someone took my chair out of my office and used it, and now I'm not 100% sure which chair is mine. Sorry to hear that. Now. Febreze it, you'll be fine. Oh, that's a good idea. And then lock it up again and start fresh. Febreze it, right. But the chair that's in there now that's in its spot, which I know is not mine... It creaks. So go find one you like. Right. Febreze it. And you got to lock it to your desk. That's a great idea, the Febreze. Yes. Great idea. See, Jerry, you sometimes have solutions. I do. This is one of those times. Asked, answered. I also was just looking on Amazon, and I what did I punch into Amazon, Jerry? Tall director's chair. If I had a director's chair in there with my name on the back... Does that look douchey? Yes. 100%. Would it be above what I would pull? No. I could no. see it. I could see her next week. You could see a director's the chair, chair there with week. Al Duke's producer. Yes. Producer's chair. Yes. Why not? Go for it. And should then no I one's going to use it. Should I get a director's chair that has my name in the front and producer on the back? I say, why the hell not? <laughs> that, that would no, be I awesome. Want, no, no. I want your name on the back. 
Oh, is that how it goes? I so, don't know how it goes. I want your name on the back, so if anybody else sits in it, they know they're in the Duke's chair. Mm. Oh, right. Otherwise, it would just say producer. Right. Then no one would know. Okay. Great idea with the Febreze. I also gonna... would get a. I'd also get a camera set up in your office. Yeah, I don't think that's legal. Why? Craig had one in his office. Yeah, then they they told them that was not legal. Why is that not legal? I don't know because it's a workplace. It's not your property. But and it's pe- your space. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. There were right, some legalities enough. to it. Fair enough. Fair enough. So this is what I'm going to have to do, Jerry. All right. Whatever oh, you man. say. I forgot my glasses. Can you ramp for two seconds? I can. They were just in the other room. So uh, Al's going to go inside and get glasses because he can't see anything, which, by the way, is happening to me now. I can't see a damn thing to the point where if I don't have glasses or uh, like a, a lens, I am lost with the copy to where I got to keep the sheet, I would say, a solid two feet in front of my face Yeah, that's how to mine, be able to actually focus. That's how mine started, and now it's I can't see anything. Yeah, Jerry, it's really I, it's, it's, it's disturbing. Let me start off with a postcard because it has content in it. Oh, good content. Uh, Tom from uh, Guilford, Connecticut, or Tony. Tony, I'm sorry. It's very hard to read. Not because of my glasses, but because of Tony's handwriting. Uh, fellas, love your podcast. Family and I went to South Africa on safari. Oh boy, Al wouldn't like it. It would yeah, make no kidding. It would make him too uncomfortable. A highlight was being surrounded by a herd of elephants at the oldest park in the world. I highly recommend it. We also got to play with lion cubs and giraffes. I'm I could go for the lion cubs. Me too. I would love That's to pet cute. a lion cub. Cub, yeah. Not lions, but the little ones. One time when I was working at WNEW, Opie and Anthony had a uh, animal trainer yeah. come in, and he brought lion cubs. It was cool to pet a lion cub, and even then they're powerful. Like I remember uh, feeding the lion cub a bottle. Strong. Yeah. Strong. Very strong. It's very interesting. But they love milk. The lion cubs. I'm sure they do. Like in a baby bottle, I yeah. like it. Like the nipple. Yeah. They like the nipple. They do like the do nipple. Do you think? Yeah. If you ended up with a newborn lion, mm-hmm. tiny little thing. Yeah. And you raised it. Right. Like it was a real cat mm-hmm. or a dog. Do you think that it would know you and would not eat you? I don't. I don't think it, I don't think I would survive that. I think it might last for a number of years. But at some point, it's in a bad mood. Yeah. And it's hungry. At the yeah. end of the day, it's a lion. Right. And your food. Right. Even if I kept them well fed, I do think eventually the lion nature will take over. Because then you could live in a building that has pit bulls. Right. And anywhere you want to go, like you could walk your lion. Right. Pit bulls, come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. <laughs> I got a lion. And it knows me and doesn't know who you are. I'm a man. I got a lion. <laughs> I did see a, you know that the internet is filled with cute animal videos? Sure. I did see a the cute. The cub on the golf course? Uh, I did not see this oh, one. You didn't that see one. That. No. That, was, that was adorable. A little bear cub. A bear cub on the golf course? It was playing with the uh, the, 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 the pole. Oh, it was. The, the, the stick. Yeah. The thing that goes in the hole. Yes. Wow. <laughs> this was uh, oh, two wiener dogs. The flag stick. Uh, uh, two wiener dogs. You follow? Yes, I know what those are. Running up to a full-grown lion and diving on it. Really? Yeah. And the lion kind of brushed them off, having fun with them. Like, like they were flies. Relaxed. Yeah, like they were like, 
Like he was like toying with them. I'm like, what are you guys doing? And then the video me? cut off. So I don't know if the lion eventually ate the wiener dogs right. or if the wiener dogs survived. The schweiner wiener. Because sometimes animals like other animals and they don't want to eat them. Right. Other times they that. do. Because a pizza is so much better. Right. Tastier. I like any animal in the zoo that eats raw meat. Like you just throw it a full chicken bones and all. It just goes like a gator. A gator will just eat a whole a chicken. gator will eat you. Bones and all. Right. It, it, it's just looking for survival. It will eat your bones. Yes. Or imagine imagine if meat. Imagine if animals ended up like humans where they just became like stress eaters. Stress eaters, like yeah. They, they were, like they weren't looking to eat because I'm eat. They're just looking to eat because you they're know, bored, or their relationship is terrible, yeah, or whatever. And now they're just searching for humans or anything they can eat. I need a human to eat right now. I need a human, <laughs> right? We need a human. I honestly don't know what we've just done for the last eight Me minutes. Me neither. <laughs> but I have a great article local, Jerry, to New Jersey. Okay, uh, and I've seen this before on Instagram. But now there are people starting to write about it. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, who just turned 70 on uh, Monday. Okay. Bruce Springsteen works out at $9.99 a month gyms in New Jersey. Good for him. And uh, many people have been taking photos with him. Now, Bruce Springsteen in all these photos seems to be working out in... uh, Jeans? In the uh, clothes. He works out in these... uh, The undershirt... That you'll see uh, that the people, and I don't like this term, they, they call wife beaters, mm-hmm. those undershirts. Like a, te- like a tank top. Yeah. And uh, some sort of work pants. They're like not- cargo pants? Yes. Yeah. That's an interesting look. He looks like a mechanic. Yes. And I've seen him a lot in a Philadelphia Eagles ball cap as well. Sometimes a Yankee cap, sometimes an Eagles ball cap. Occasionally I see him in a New Jersey Devils cap. All right. He's got New Jersey, New York, and Philadelphia, and Pennsylvania all surrounded. And it says he works out on the treadmill by himself, but then he uses a trainer. He's been seen at Workout World in Tinton Falls, New Jersey, which is just outside of Asbury Park. And he's been seen swimming at the Chapel Beach Club in Seabright all summer long. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Is that where I went? He also goes to the Marlboro, New Jersey, Jersey Strong Gym. Nine ninety nine a month. Good for him. Well, really, he's paying thirty a month. He's going to three different places. Good point. And the beach club costs a lot of money. Yeah, so the beach club I bet is really. a lot. So that's um, not fair. Not really. I he mean, does it's... go to a cheap gym though. Yeah, a gym is a gym, right? I like that. Yeah, I go to Planet Fitness. This is not a plug. Nine bucks, nine ninety nine a month. I don't feel as much pressure. If I don't go, I don't go. It's nine bucks. That's how they. That is that is their business model right there. Right, but when I was living in Basking Ridge. There were not a lot of gyms around, and I had to go to, like, Lifestyle Fitness, it was called, or Lifetime Athletic. Okay. Dude, it was 120 a month, and they wanted to raise my rates, and I was paying it. Is that where you ran into Bart Scott? Yeah, I would see Bart Scott there. Yeah. And I, and... Well, they had you, though. You had nowhere else to go. I had nowhere else to go, but I would go, Jerry, twice a week, eight times. I don't can't do the math, eight divided by 120, but ooh, I was paying a lot. $15 a time. $15 a time. Now... Planet Fitness, nine ninety nine. If you go twice a month, you're right. really fine. Five dollars. It's still cheaper. Right. But again, cheaper. that's their business model. Yeah. We'll just sign people up. Nine bucks a month. No one's going to cancel because they'll figure, oh, I'll get going again at one point. Right. It's nine bucks. Right. When it's 120 bucks, you really, you evaluate it. Do you think at any point in the history of gyms? Yes. And I don't think, 
that business has been around that long. Gym histories. Like, I don't think there were these massive gyms in the 1930s. Right. So this whole thing is relatively new. I mean, first we had, like, Jack LaLanne and his right. home videos. And who's the other guy? Richard Simmons. Richard sweating to the oldies. Sure. But then gyms became a thing, these big factory gyms. Do you think in the short history of gyms that we have had that there has ever been a time, ever, that every single member showed up and there was not enough places to go? <laughs> no. Oh, my God, everyone's here. What do we do? There's a line out the door. You have a 10-minute <laughs> limit on the uh, on the bike. All these people want to use machines. Right. Once the buzzer goes off, get off. You got to go to another section. Yeah. They don't count on that. Yeah. Well, because it never happens. No gyms are intimidating. The ones like there's one in Bradley Beach, New Jersey. That's a no-name brand gym. Yeah, it's just a gym with a lot of heavy weights and in it. Sweat. Yeah, I like the CrossFit gyms are like that where they got the big tires yeah. out outside. They, like they'll have a section outside yeah. with the tire and the ropes. Like that stuff's kind of cool. That's intimidating to me. I would never go. It to is because you got to get comfortable. Like if someone doesn't bring you in, you're not walking in there off the street. Right. You're just not. As opposed to eh, Planet Fitness, I'll walk in and go find a right. little uh, bicycle or a treadmill. Judgment-free zone, they say. I'm in there. I'm judging you people judge left everybody. and right. I'm like, fat person, oh, out of shape, old, wow, ugly, too thin. And this is and this is before you get past the mirror. Yeah, this is just the guy <laughs> that I see reflecting. <laughs> I evaluate myself there, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, except for fat ain't going to work. You are 50, so everything else kind of works. My Apple Watch keeps going off, Jerry. Why? Well, because I haven't shut it off. But why is it going off? Um, well. Well. Hold on. Well. Oh, I know what I got to do. I got to put. I got to set it to uh, silent when I'm not doing the podcast. A new study is out, Jerry. Tell me what you think of this. A third of Americans think they can get sexually transmitted diseases from public toilet bowls. Oh, I I would have thought it was more than a third. I would have thought at least half the people thought that. I'm surprised we don't get STDs from public toilet bowls. They do say you could get crabs from public toilet bowls oh. because they they just hang out, these little crabs, and then they jump in your pubes. Dude. but Are you it, trying to make people sick these days with this thing? This says you cannot get STDs Jesus from a Christ. toilet. Okay. Hmm. Great. Good to know. Uh, some people thought they could get an STD from sharing a glass of water with someone. Mm, okay. That, again, that doesn't really surprise me if you're worried about sharing saliva in some way, shape, or form mm -hmm. or germs. I could see that. Then they polled these people, Jerry, and they gave them some uh, some names. <laughs> Teeth. They gave them some <laughs> names and asked, is this a sexually transmitted disease? I probably would fail this. Or not. All right, let me play. All right, it said 63%. Uh, we're able to correctly identify this sexually transmitted disease or not, Jerry? Gonorrhea. Yes. Okay. Herpes. Yes. Chlamydia. Yes. Okay. Now, here are some that were people did identify as STDs, which are in fact made up. Oh, names. so I'm not playing that. You're telling me now that they're not. Clafidius. Ay, ay, ay. Go ahead. Stranetia. Right. Those are the only two. Oh, okay. 28%. So made up names. 28% thought Clafitis was an STD. Clafitis. 21% thought Stranetia was a STD. Stranetia, that's the uh, the disease of your balls. And yet 
said they consider themselves very knowledgeable about sexual health. Well, they are incorrect. <laughs> Clearly. Idiots. How about more, more stunning statistics, Jerry? A quarter of the respondents thought that using two condoms gave you double, <laughs> double protection against STDs. Oh, my God. The condoms would rip. Mm-hmm. Dummies. All dummies. One in five people thought that you could tell <clears throat> that you could tell if someone has an STD just by looking at them. How's that? Exactly. <laughs> you have like a yellow line running down your face. Or they just look at somebody. You know, sometimes you look at somebody and they just seem dirty. Yes. I, go, yes, I do. STD. Does not mean they have an STD. There was a time in my oh, life when right. I first started working in New York in 2001. That you had an STD? Nope. Meanwhile, you can never find anyone who admits to an STD. <laughs> and they go, one in four people have it. I don't know. Any. There was a time when I first started working in New York, 2001 where I thought I would never date a woman from New York City because I assume they all have STDs. Was this because you were so successful in dating women with STDs? Or was this just because you I think were was, ignorant? Was, I think this was because I was unsuccessful at dating. Got it. And you looked too clean for them. Yeah, I felt like I would walk down the street on my way to like the radio station where I worked going, dirty, dirty. Wow. STD, STD, gonorrhea, syphilis. <laughs> And finally, Jerry, I have this story. This is, um, there were three types of parkers, people who park their cars. See which oh, one, okay. let me let me see which one you think you are, Jerry. All right. Well, three, this is good because then you can give me your opinion. Okay. Three type of parkers. There are, one, parkers that waste no time looking for a spot and take the first one they see. Like you're looking for parking. Let's say you're going to uh, Asbury Park. Depends on where I'm going. Yes and no. Okay. At times, absolutely. Other times, no chance. Depends on where I'm going. Okay. There's the other type called optimistic parkers. They will look. They will go back and forth looking to find the perfect, ideal, best spot. No, that's not me. That I wouldn't do. Between the two is someone called the prudent parker, who passes the first available spot, but doesn't spend a lot of time looking, uh, but does would, not take the first spot. That would be me. I think that's me. You're prudent, Parker. Yeah, I mean, again, it depends on where I'm going. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to, let's say, Yankee Stadium. Oh, okay, good. And let's say I see a spot on the street, mm -hmm. and I haven't parked on the street going to the Bronx in a long time, but I used to. <laughs> Sounds like a good But no, time. I did. I used to do that. And I see a spot on the street a couple of blocks away from the stadium. Yeah. I might jump on it. Right. Because, you know what? It's New York, and if I go around once, I, that spot will be gone. At Columbia, I used to be like that, too. What about, uh, I know you used to park in Brooklyn at Barclays Center. You would yeah. park on the street. Yeah, for sure. And I would take, as long as it was in a good walking radius, I would take the first one. Okay. Because, again, those spots are gone in a blink. But if you're talking about, like, sometimes we'll see a spot driving up here. Not that we even take them anymore, but you'll see a spot that could be three, four blocks away, five blocks away, and I will pass it. Right. You know, just if there's nothing else, I'll go see if it's still available. If not, we'll just pay. But now we pay every day. But so I'm a little bit of all of those, I right. would say. Depending on your location, what yeah, you're depending going. on yeah. where I'm going, what I'm doing, what the situation is. Absolutely. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. All right. And then there's Eddie, there's the, the game Parker. Right. Where he gets pissed off when he finds a spot as soon as he gets into Manhattan and right. just wants to drive around for an hour. He wants a challenge. It's a game. He wants the... part of me admires and part of me thinks it's silly. Yeah. So whatever. Hmm. To each his own. I think I'm more of the take the first spot, Parker. 
Fair enough. But like when I'm with Gina and I'm driving and she'll, she won't ever want me to take the first spot because it involves like it's further away. Right. I'm like, but there's no going to be no spot. And then what sucks is then we get to the restaurant we're going, there's a spot right in front. I, I know. She's like, there's a spot you right here. You could have parked right in front right. of the door. Like, I, someone could have just left. And that's true too. You're right. Jerry, you wear it's September. I've been told it's September, closing in on October. Yes, yeah. I'm aware. That means the NFL uh, on CBS is back. I've heard. And you're going to want something called the CBS All Access app. You could get it on all of your devices. Now, why do you need this app? Well, you can stream your local game every Sunday. Like you had a situation last weekend. Yeah, on uh, Sunday, I had my 50th birthday party. We got to the restaurant. Legitimately, Jerry? I was like, I would just watch the game on the TVs in the restaurant. Right. I'm sorry. Um, the people here at the bar that were here before you want to watch soccer. Oh, my God. True story. Wow. And so I told my brother-in-law, Paul, I said, download the CBS All Access app. You could watch your Jets Patriots game. That's awesome. He said, well, what is this now? I go, listen, you get a free trial. I sent him to cbs.com slash postgame. He got a free one-week trial. Try it out for a game. Awesome, dude. You'll see you love it. And I had no streaming problems. And I was in a restaurant, by the way, Jerry. And it was great. They had no Wi-Fi access. And I only had like one bar. No can. It still yeah, worked that great. That's awesome. still worked. Well, they, they have... Was, the one thing I've noticed is they've, yeah. they've really stepped up their game. Too. Like, it's game good. Up. I mean, it's like watching... It's as yeah. good as watching it anywhere, if not better in some cases. Yeah. So I was awesome. able to watch... Crisp and clean on my telephone, Jerry. I was able to watch the Jets get their butt hanging. <laughs> it was over early, too. <laughs> while I had uh, pizza and pasta at an Italian place for my 50th birthday. Pizza, pasta, and your local CBS NFL. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. CBS uh, All Access Fest. I propped my phone up on my uh, drinking water glass. And ignored your aunt. And ignored most of my family yep. members. I said, I'm sorry, but I'm working. That's said, right. What do you mean you're working? I'm using the CBS All Access app to watch my local CBS game. Check it out at cbs.com slash postgame. Yeah. And then you tell them that Jerry sent you. Yeah, please do. Don't tell them I sent you. I want that to be a secret. I got to go. You tell them Jerry sent you. Warm-up program next. See ya. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. All right, quarter to six. Here we go on a Wednesday morning. Al Dukes, how you be? Oh, hi, Jerry. Now, I hear Harris Allen during uh, his updates uh, in the overnight yep. time period and right before this program kicked off saying, would you say that's the Mets' magic number is no, down tragic to number. Tragic, tragic number. Tragic number. Is that an actual baseball term? Yes. It is. Yeah, the tragic number to be eliminated from playoff contention. Is one. Yes. Meaning if the Mets lose any game, they're out. Or or if the Brewers win any correct. game, they're out. Yes. Oh, well, I that's... had a lot of faith last night that Sonny Gray was going to beat the Brewers. Yeah. He didn't. Well, they that's were. no good. No, I mean, it's almost over. But and, you know what? You give the Mets credit. Well, at least Conforto credit. It wasn't the Mets. Uh, with the two home runs because they looked like they were sleepwalking. Yeah. Because Noah Syndergaard stunk again last night. Right. He needs a new catcher, Jerry. He had he had Thomas Needle last No, I'm night. saying like another oh, one. Oh, another one now. So Rene Rivera, no good. No good. Wilson Ramos, nope. no good. Tomas Nito, no good. No. Can we put to bed the nonsense that he can't pitch to Wilson Ramos? Yes. Because he stunk last night. You hear that? You stink. He did. 
Gave up 10 hits in five innings. He was terrible. Terrible, 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 terrible. terrible. Well, this, I don't like this tragic number. Yeah, it's almost over. And I, I will say, I know you were at the softball game last night. Uh, I put the Met game on at 7-10. There was nobody there. Yeah. Now, this is a team that I understand they have a tragic number. They're still alive. It's funny because Evan asked me a couple weeks ago, what do you think the final week will be like? I'm like, if they're alive, I think there'll be people there. And I know kids are in school. I get it. It looked like a Marlin home game. Yeah. It was terrible. Would you rather be eliminated by your own loss or a Brewer no, win? No, I want to win and I want to be eliminated by the other team. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Same about, here, Jerry. About that. Well, we're winners. That's why we think that way. This, to me, is just another example why you don't just go spend like a wild person in the offseason. So the Nationals are in the playoffs. Guess who they eliminated yesterday? Hmm. Bryce Harper. And the Phillies. What did the Phillies do in the offseason? They spent a lot of cash. A boatload of cash. How'd that work out for Not them? well. The Nationals did not spend all that money on Bryce okay. Harper, although I would have if I were them. I guess he didn't want to stay. They did offer him the money. And where are they? They're in the playoffs. Right. So Whoa. it goes to show that if you just spend like crazy, all you're really doing is appeasing the fan base in the offseason. Right. Got to actually have the right mix of guys to win. That's what you always say, Jerry. Group of guys. You got to have the right group of guys. The right group of guys. Yes. Otherwise, I mean, where's the, where are the Padres? They going to the playoffs? No. All right, they got Manny Machado, who yeah. I completely forgot about. Uh, yeah, because he plays in California. So, got to have the right mix. In good Mets news, Jerry, they're they're um, retiring Jerry Kuzman's You were into this. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need somebody from my era, Jerry. You know what I mean? I get it. Then I saw that they might be interested in doing more numbers, retiring them. Got it. How about all Who's the next? All the 86 Mets. Well, you can't do all the 86. Months. I would do them 47 all. 47 for Jesse Orozco? No. What number did Roger McDowell wear? Mm, I don't he probably that. does this. Ooh. 42, I want to say. 42? Hmm, I don't know. I don't, really don't remember. I don't know. You, you want to retire it, though? No. That's retired already. No, I just... Wasn't he the one... No, I guess it was... Who wore the shark teeth? That was Turk Wendell, actually. I don't know if it was McDowell. McDowell did the hot foot. Yes, how, where he would light he guys' feet on fire? Yes, oh, what with a, the cigarette and the gum. Annoying guy he must have been to have as a teammate. Well, he's a prankster. I don't like a prankster. You don't You don't care for a no. prankster? No. Hmm. All right. I hate a prank. Yeah. If, I'm, if it's being pulled on me, if somebody else is being pranked, I'm uncomfortable with it. But if I'm being pranked, I'm out. All right, that's fair. Do you want to uh, retire Mookie Wilson? Uh, Number one. No. Give me Doc Gooden, Keith Hernandez, Daryl Strawberry, and Gary Carter. No Tim Tuffle? No. Those four. Howard Johnson? No. Hmm. Rafi- no, was Rafael Santana yeah, on the team? Yeah, he was on the team. Not retiring his number. He's out, too. Ray Knight, not retiring his number. All right. I mean, Just the ones own. that when I see a guy in their jersey, I go, what are they doing wearing so-and-so's was number? Was Doug Sisk still on that team? I, but maybe. <laughs> I don't remember. First half of the year. <laughs> Jerry, let's talk some NFL. Tell me if you were Dwayne Haskins, would you be insulted by oh, this? Oh, 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 well, can I play? Oh, oh. Can I play it for you? All right, because I thought the same exact thing as you. Yeah. In terms of Haskins, like so, this is insult. A, I agree. So they asked about him yesterday because they Case asked Jay Keenum, Gruden. Yeah, because Case Keenum turned the ball over five times the night before. They're zero and three. Plus, you got Daniel Jones starting for the Giants. Correct. And Dwayne Haskins was a. High draft pick. Higher draft pick. So they asked, a reporter asked about where Haskins is. At what point maybe do you get a look at him in some games? This was Jay Gruden's answer. The season's not lost. It's not 
it's not over. I know everybody wants to say it's over and, and uh, the season's over. Go ahead and play. Ask him. <laughs> we feel confident we can turn this thing around. Without him. Because he stinks. <laughs> With him, we'll lose all of these games. I agree. Yeah. Now, he went on to say later on, whoever the best quarterback is, that's who's going to play. Right now, Case Keenum has been the best quarterback in practice. All right. So, if you listen further, it didn't sound as bad, but that quote on itself sounds awful. Yeah, when you see it in print. Even worse. Where he says... Season is not lost. We ain't playing this guy. <laughs> That's right. He sucks. It is open for interpretation. Yeah. I agree. I'm Dwayne Haskins, I'm knocking on Jay Gruden's door to, today. He goes at one point, he goes, he's just got to stay in the classroom, which he's not used to. And then there was a pause. And then he, and I'm like, well, what does that mean? He never went to class. And then he went on to say, you know, at this level, and he's got to learn the new defenses. I'm like, okay, got it. But it was a weird, actually, listen to most of the conference call. Very strange. His first question, first question to Gruden was, you feel like you're coaching for your job now every week? Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough you're way out. to start. The reporter basically, I guess the way they do it with the Redskins, the PR guy calls out the reporter to ask their question. Okay. So the first guy he goes to, he's like, all right, I guess we might as well get this out of the way. <laughs> he knows the guy's a troublemaker. No, no. The reporter, when he was called upon, I guess. Oh, the reporter you know, said. Press conferences that. start with a nice, easy question. Yeah. I guess he was like, well, "My question's about his job security." So here we go. So, oh well. I used to work with a guy who, or I would cover press conferences in uh, Tampa for like the Buccaneers, and the guy would always ask the first question. The re- this reporter, he, he was, was the Steve Gelbs of the uh, of the Bucks. Uh, no, he was not talented at all. No. He he would go like this. Um, uh, coach, uh, t- talk about the offense and defense. Shut up. That's every what he would week. Say. <laughs> they talk about the offense and deep. That's what we do here. <laughs> what about it's them? all offense and defense? <laughs> did he was he was Gruden still the coach when you were there? No, uh, Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy, yeah. See, he's a nice guy. Yeah, nice guy. So Dun- Dungy never said, "Well, what specifically yeah, about the offense he's and defense?" Not douchey, yeah. Got it. That would have been more fun if it was a a douchey coach, right? Imagine if I asked Belichick that question. Right. <laughs> coach Belichick, could you talk about the offense and the defense right well, now? We, we need both. Jerry Jones was on a radio program in uh, Dallas. On the fan, which Sean and RJ. On the fan. Are they our station, the fan? Yeah. I was going to say, if not, they're ripping our name off. <laughs> it's the fan in Dallas. Okay, the fan in Dallas. And he told those guys that sometimes to get hyped up for a game, pregame, that Ezekiel Elliott will run around the locker room spanking himself. Like a, okay. He said he, like he's riding a horse? Yeah, gallops okay. like a horse, That's spanks fine. himself, gets the well, team listen, riled guys up. guys do different things. There was uh-huh. This, uh-huh. Did you see the story? What's the guy? What's the guy's name from Jacksonville, the new quarterback? Gord, Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Did the you second. see the story where, I, I think it's true, I'm not sure, but I saw something that he was just hanging out nude in the locker room oh, before yeah. the game. I heard, uh, I was reading, he does nude stretching. Balls. Who wants to? Eddie. No one wants <laughs> to see Gardner Minshew nude stretching no, in the game. No one or wants in to the see locker. anybody stretching no. nude. I'll pass on that. Yeah. Like, if you told me we're going to the gym, you got to take your clothes off to stretch. I'm, I'm Boomer Esiason. No, no, no. I'm out on that. Because, A, I don't want to do it. B, I don't want to see you do it. That's a passive-aggressive move to do nude stretching in the locker room. You think? Yeah. 
That's a guy that's probably pretty confident about himself. Would you rather be? I'm Boomerus Hyacin. <laughs> would you rather be standing in front of or behind Gardner Minshew? Nude. I don't want to be anywhere near him. Nude stretching. No side profile. That, that's the best I'll do. All right. Yeah, be behind him. Are you kidding me? Downward. Huge dog? package. I'm out. Huge package. No thanks. I think we have to take a break. Oh. Or do you have one more? Let me give you one more because right. I think we have a short break today. Uh, I'm loving Troy Aikman. On Twitter, you know, he went yelling at, uh, who was that fellow who used to work here? I don't remember. Doug Eddie, Gottlieb? Yeah, Doug Gottlieb. He went after Doug Gottlieb a couple weeks ago on right, Twitter. Right, uh, And now the athletic Kansas City, imagine there's such a thing, <laughs> tweeted out, Patrick Mahomes has thrown 36% of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns in about 8% of the game. Well, it's a different game, yeah. To which Troy Aikman responded, Talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowls. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. That's a great response. Great response. Troy Aikman sometimes is fun on Twitter. Yes. And then goes on long stretches of being boring. And then something like that I like. That's tremendous. I and like an annoyed guy. And that's a great segue. We're going to take a break. Yeah. When we come back, another New York athlete who wasn't a New York athlete just months ago that took issue with a New York front office person oh and did so on twitter Sounds that's like a next brouhaha. with boomer and geo on the fan it's the dynamic duo of al and jerry the superheroes of wfan all right we got a couple more minutes the yankees did lose in 12 innings the mets won in 11 innings but the brewers won. So the mets tragic number is one as we discussed al, al so there was an article uh, on yahoo sports that remember wally matthews so he writes for Yahoo, I guess, and he did a sit-down with Brian Cashman. And he asked Cashman about why the Yanks did not trade for Marcus Stroman. Cashman responded by saying, and this is at the very end of the article, which is funny how this becomes the big story. Quote, we were interested in Stroman, but we didn't think he'd be a difference maker. We felt he would be in our bullpen in the postseason. Stroman then responded by tweeting his stats alongside the Mets pitcher stats. <laughs> Which is all fair and good, I guess. But it's not the Yankees pitcher stats. Well, well, no, no, it is. It's the Yankee pitching stats from this year. He also, I think, put his stats side by side with Jay Haps or whatever. Oh, he put it again. Oh, I yes. see. Yes. The issue, though, is Marcus Stroman hadn't been great since he's come here to the Mets. No. He's been okay. He's average, Jerry. But he has not been a great pitcher. Be quiet. He's not been overwhelming. Why, why take that tact? He's not been underwhelming. Just let it go. He's been fine. He hasn't been anything more than that. He's been whelming. He's been he's been whelming. Right. Yes. Not overwhelming, not underwhelming. And I can't believe he was that sensitive to it. Oh, yes, Jerry. Very sensitive. People on uh, Twitter getting very sensitive. We had a guy, uh, uh, Jamal Adams, <laughs> no longer doing... Uh, he's off the social media? Maggie and Bart show. You're kidding me. No. When did that come out? Yesterday. Oh, no. He didn't. He couldn't take the Maggie heat. Is this true? Is that's that what he true. said? Well, he didn't wow. say that, but that's, that's how we interpret it. it. He didn't like huh. the questioning. Goodbye. Okay. Ball game over. <laughs>